Welcome to the Hotel Analyst podcast. My name is Chris Bowne, the editor at Hotel Analyst, and I'm joined around the desk of insight by editorial director Andrew Sankster. As is usual, you'll find us talking about three subjects that have caught our eye from the hotel investment landscape in the last week or so. And if you'd like to know more, and perhaps read more about what we're up to and what we think is going on in this space, then do subscribe to hotelanalyst.co.uk. You can find all the details there and how to subscribe to our daily news updates. Today, let's start by looking east. Well, not that far east because we're looking at Europe as well as China. And uh, Huazhou, uh, the company formerly known as China Lodging, that's brought out its most recent quarterly set of results, but also a very big announcement. They are to spend just north of 700 million euros acquiring uh, Deutsche Hospitality, the German-based uh, group that runs Steigenberger, Intercity and a couple of other hotel brands. This is a big uh, step for Huazhou because they are currently being focused on growing in China and growing at a fantastically rapid pace by comparison with any other hotel company anywhere in the world. Um, anyone who opens five hotels a day is doing something <laughs> quite remarkable. Um, and uh, Andrew, you you kind of uh, you were over in Asia recently, and I. I th- I think if we if we listened again to the comments you made uh, from that event you'd been to, you gave us almost a hint that something like this was in the offing. Yeah, absolutely, because um, I was on a panel there, and this was at HiCap, which was the main hotel investment, is the main hotel investment event in Asia-Pac, and uh, I was on a panel with the head of Oh, what was her title? Strategic investments or something like that, and um, uh, from Wazoo, and uh, she very openly was saying that we're looking at buying something in in Europe, and lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, uh, Deutsche it, Hospitality it was revealed. Up. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so um, yeah, um, it, it's interesting actually the um, the ambition here that. Wazoo has so they put up a slide in their Q3 um, deck uh, presentation and um, they they compared themselves to Marriott and they said 1990 Marriott had 90% of its rooms domestic Uh, today Wazoo's got 96% of its rooms domestic Um, and Wazoo clearly sees itself as a Marriott and I don't think it's going to take 30 years to grow (laughs) overseas to the extent that Marriott has Um, Certainly, at the pace you were just talking about, Chris, there with with the rate of openings. Um, so, I mean, an, another take on that is the size of its unopened hotels and its pipeline now thirty four percent, and and the growing and they're really really motoring. Um, and they, they talk about um, Kiji, the founder and exec chairman, talks about uh, different waves of growth. And he said the first wave was the economy, the second wave was a, a move into the mid market. Um, which was the G, the, I don't know, the J.I. brand or G brand, um, and now the third wave is this this push into upscale and luxury, and it's combined with a fourth wave, the international, and they've sort of done both at the same time with the ac- acquisition of Deutsche Hospitality. So, and it and it, you know it's got five thousand hotels. It's now got to in, um, and it wants to get to ten thousand in the next three to five years. It's going to double in size in the next three to five years. That that's its ambition. Uh, the Deutsche deal, seventeen and a half times EV EBITDA. 
are um, on 2019 estimates paid 700 million in cash uh, for it. Uh, it it's a good platform um, you know <laughs> there are limits to, to you know Steigenberg as the main brand and, and frankly outside of German-speaking countries it doesn't have a lot of resonance but it'll be interesting to see what changes Wazoo are going to bring to that and the approach now so I think it's all go 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 um, and quite what this is going to mean for the the team and Deutsche Hospitality will remains to be seen but I suspect there might be a few changes there in the next few years as well. One of the things that we are going to be watching with interest is what happens to the arrangement that Accor has with Huazu, um, who have been helping them grow their uh, Ibis brands and uh, Novotels and so on in, in China. Yeah, it's quite interesting. There's a cross-shareholding uh, when uh, um, Sebastian Bazan did the deal with Kiji in terms of um, tying up the two brands. Um, so... Accor took a stake in Wazoo and Wazoo took a stake in Accor and Accor has done rather better by taking a stake in Wazoo than, than the other way around <laughs> where, where the actual value of the stakes declined in the case of Wazoo but uh, um, yeah no absolutely I mean it, it doesn't exactly look a core holding um, for either company now given this but how you know what happens in that mid-market space with all of the Novotels and Ibises etc um is that going to be unwound? I, well, who knows? It it's, can't be comfortable, I wouldn't have thought. No, indeed. And now we're moving on to perhaps the last uh, of the quarterly results roundups that we'll be doing for, for this period, um, looking at the online travel agents, Expedia and Booking, who both reported their third quarter numbers. Um, it's always curious with these outfits because they inevitably they're still growing and yet uh, the mar markets often mark them down for uh, growing less fast than they might have been in the past. Uh, but there are other issues bubbling up and down within those numbers, aren't there, Andrew? Yeah, and I I think this is a turning point. So we've had OTAs now for 20, just over the 20-year mark. So um, Expedia is just over 20 years old, booking um, in its original form, um, came along just under 20 years ago. Um, so we've had them for a long time and it's been an adversarial relationship for most of that time. I think we're at a bit of a hinge point where I think the grown-up hoteliers are going to realise actually the OTAs are our retail friends and we need to work with them. And I think the challenge here is Google and I think Google's been a sleeping giant. There was some interesting research put out by Richard Clarkner, the analyst at Bernstein, who we had speaking at our hotel distribution event um, uh, last month. And what Richard uh, said um, was that uh, in, in terms of the hotel booking process, Google is involved in 55% of occasions um, when a hotel room is booked, but it gets paid in only 16.5% of that time. Now, clearly from a Google perspective, that wants to close that gap and actually get paid much more frequently than it currently is. And it's taken a number of initiatives and over the last year in particular, and that does seem to be putting the squeeze quite a lot on the OTAs and they were moaning about that in the Q3s. Um, I think that the companies that are in real trouble however are the meta search specialists so TripAdvisor and spectacularly Trivago. Now Trivago's just lost its uh, CEO and uh, founder he's leaving at the end of the year. Um, I think that's a sign of just how difficult 
things are getting. I think TripAdvisor too is really struggling to, it's got lots of great content, but it's really struggling on how to make money out of having that good content. Um, and with Google there as this sort of um, Uber aggregator, um, of everything um, travel I think that's a real challenge for these smaller uh, meta search players to find a niche and find a, a reason for being I think for the OTAs there is an opportunity to double down on their role in terms of being service providers for you know for the whole travel experience so that's you know we've seen booking head into flight um, as part of that it's having a little experiment in that area and of course um, Xpedia is already there uh, more or less a full full service travel agent offer with you know, a very good flight offer and um, interestingly it started it got into trains and has now pulled out of trains altogether um obviously didn't work out um and you know there's some speculation that maybe i mean i think richard clark speculated that oh maybe the otas will dive into being a hotel brand i mean i think that's very unlikely because i think it's just too difficult and too costly for them to get involved in that their shareholders want to see um great return on capital that's a whole point of these tech companies and i just don't think getting their hands dirty being a hotel brand is the right way for them to go so I, I don't see that perhaps more with booking who i think have got bigger challenge on their hands than than expedia in the medium to long term because i think booking is this giant it's got a market capitalization which is um now um which is still almost double that of Marriott's and has been more than double Marriott's. Um, and, and, and I think uh, that there is a real issue um, for them in terms of what they are going to be doing uh, to justify that huge rating in that period when their earnings are actually not growing as dramatically as they have been. Um, on November the 7th, the stock market took its own views on these different companies it marked TripAdvisor down 27 percent it marked Expedia down 22 percent and booking down just eight percent part of that I think is that booking manages to attract more people to its site um, directly rather than via Google so Expedia is so dependent on Google in terms of that performance marketing and handing over cash whereas booking is less dependent I still think it's massively dependent and I think it's going to it's got quite big challenges ahead um, trying to justify what it is at the moment and 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 it's and, and it's rating um, so I think we're in an interesting watershed moment where the power has clearly swung back towards the hotel brand companies and rather than trying and um, just grind the OTAs into the dust I think the sensible move for the hotel the big hotel brand companies would be to actually form alliances as Marriott has done with Expedia um, and exploit the better online retailing capabilities of the OTAs and um, and, and working upon a, on a much more reasonable partnership basis and I, I think that's clearly there so Marriott has squeezed um, bookings commission rates down to eight percent in the US um, the rumor is the latest Expedia thing was around the 10 percent mark um, commission rate uh, which is you know it's it's as cheap as it's going to cost Marriott to go out and get bookings direct to its website via Google so it doesn't make a lot of sense anymore to sort of be so anti the OTAs and say they're too expensive we need to use different channels more cost-effective channels well actually the OTAs are looking pretty cost-effective these days and I think we could see a, a change in 
outlook and attitude. And uh, certainly the CEO, Mark Ockerstrom, seemed to be taking comfort from the uh, Marriott deal and, and hinted he'd like to do some more. So um, maybe that's that's where they'll... Uh, Absolutely. I think that yeah. is very much the way forward. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and, and it's going to be very interesting to see. Right. And our third uh, area we're going to look at tonight is a quick a quick look at the uh, results from the, the two major Spanish uh, groups, NH and uh, Melia, which uh, both came out almost concurrently in the last uh, week or two um, and uh, but it looks like both had quite a strong summer in uh, the Spanish cities which uh, helped the numbers no end um, and both also had a little bit of a, an issue with uh, their properties over in um, uh, Central and Southern America uh, the, so the uh, the good news in uh, in Spain offset uh, the bad news over in uh, the Americas um, and uh, otherwise I think we, the message I got from looking at them was that things seem to be calming down overall in terms of uh, the markets, but obviously they're not suffering like a, a, a brand that's exposed heavily to North America, where things are flatter. Um, is that fair? Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's probably fair. I mean, it's, it's very mixed picture in Central um, America and Caribbean, um, Dominican Republic suffering particularly badly mexico's looking so well i love the uh, fact that the uh, the Meleo ceo uh, said that it was down to fake news that had stopped uh, the americans going to the dominican republic <laughs> <laughs> yes a, a trump style uh, defense there um yeah i still think that the, the medium to long-term piece with both melia and nh now of course part of minor um uh, mint um as the as it's called on the stock market um and um they're both very very ha asset heavy so they're making far more money out of their owned and leased hotels than they are out of their management and franchising operations and it's tricky to see where they're gonna go, go um in you know in the next decade or two so i think mint is saying i think is you know put a market down look we're out for growth I'm not entirely sure how it's going to fund growth if it's going to be on this asset intense level. And I'm not sure with any of its brands, they have the capacity for a, to take on the biggest of the, the, the hotel brand companies out there. I think they're going to struggle for that. So I think there, there's going to be, have to be an adjustment um, in their approaches. Uh, they've got away with it uh, to an extent because of the resort um, presence. So Melia's very uh, roughly uh, broad um, uh, rule of thumb is sort of roughly about half of its portfolio is is resort, um, slightly less for for NH. Um, but th what that means is that it's a bit more defensive. It's less brand dense, and there's a different distribution there for that. But for the city hotels in particular, they're likely to be able to drive better returns by having stronger brands on them. Uh, and you know, quite how much is, is is a question mark. But I think the resort market is changing, and I think that's going to force them to reappraise. You know, what their role is. Are they going to be effectively? Um, a bit like, say, a company uh, such as Millennium Copthorne, which is essentially a, a property company with a bit of a hotel brand company attached. Um, they are not dissimilar to that. Their, their brand companies are much stronger than Millennium's, but even then, I, I just don't know how sustainable they are in the medium term. And if we look at Melia, for example, so we bang on a lot on this podcast about net unit growth. So the nug for Melia... It's pretty low, isn't it? In Q3, 
there was 290 mm. rooms no 188 mm. rooms what am i saying they so they they added 478 rooms lost 290 and and so the net the the net unit growth was just 188 rooms which is pretty dismal and it's, it's just not credible that they're going to have and be a significant brand company player with a nug uh, as low as that um so something has to give here um i think it could take a few years before it does give but ultimately for both mint and for melia um there is change of well, foot melia's going to find a buyer before too long you never know <laughs> <laughs> okay well that's all for this week uh we'll wish you a good week and um speak to you again soon bye for now